Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 2021 edition of Perfect Stranglers. I'm Bree. And I'm Kylie. New year, same us. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> Still a dumpster fire. <laughs> if you are a new listener, welcome. We're glad to have you. If you're an OG listener, we appreciate you. Very, very much so. And we're super excited to start off this new year with... Um, a new episode every week. Yeah, you'll be hearing from us weekly now. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Super exciting. We're going to be, um, every Thursday, you will have a new episode. Um, we'll be doing a long episode, which is going to be like a full case. Um, and then a shorter episode, which will be um, creepypastas, weird stories in the news. There's really no format for the short story. Just kind of like whatever is weird and out there and wouldn't be like a full-on case. That's yeah. the, also the one where if we get emails, we're going to read your stories. So, you guys, we have um, also another special thing for um, the new episodes going forward. Nicole, our lovely editor, is actually going to be a regular on the podcast. She's not going to be doing cases, um, I guess, unless she wants to do one every once in a while. <laughs> but she's going to be interjecting in her thoughts and feelings. We're super excited about it. I'm, I'm really excited about it anyway. I don't know if my listeners will be, but I don't give a fuck. Can I just talk about something real quick that really bothers me that I didn't know bothers me until now? So I feel like the listeners are going to think that I'm eating all the time because I am. But I have this giant burrito in front of me and they put lettuce in the burrito. Why would you put shredded no. lettuce in the burrito? Because it gets oh. fucking soggy. No, hot lettuce is not good. No. I am. It is an American. You know what? I, I am. I, I should have asked no lettuce. It has no. There's no point. Am I still going to eat it? Yeah. But it tastes like old. I'm mad. So like I get that it gives a crunch. I'll give it that for a texture thing, but you know what's even better than fucking iceberg shreddus? Yes, shredded lettuce is shreddus. <laughs> like, cabbage. Like a nice pickled cabbage. No, you don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it because it has a nice good crunch to it. Like a, um, a pork taco with a little pico de gallo and some like cabbage on top of it, like spicy pickled cabbage or whatever. Okay. Solid. I can dig that. Like, Solid. Like, like coleslaw, like Memphis style when you put coleslaw yeah. on it. A little bit, yeah. That's my hot take on non-Mexican Mexican food. So that's what Kylie's eating today in the food corner. <laughs> what, about the, what about the wine corner? Oh, the wine corner, Nicole. Hit us with that. And Brie, tell us what you're drinking. Um, well, I'm drinking old strawberry wine from the summer that was in the back of my fridge. Isn't that a song? Strawberry wine? Strawberry. Yes! And okay. Exactly. It's, sad, it's sad, isn't it? So, um... Is well, it strawberry wine or strawberry fields? Oh, is it strawberry fields? Or is that the no, Beatles? No, that's the Beatles. Yeah. The strawberry wine is the country song from the 90s. Okay. okay. Me and Tim went camping on Labor Day and we got a bottle of this wine from Walmart and he would not stop singing that. Oh, and we got a karaoke machine at Walmart and I'm sure our camping neighbors loved us. Oh my God. Deanna Carter, <laughs> strawberry wine. That came out in 1996. <laughs> And to quote 
A little tidbit from it. I still remember when 30 was old and my biggest fear was September when he had to go. A few cards and letters and one long distance call. We drifted away like the leaves in the fall. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Oh, wow. God, I feel like that's something you'd read in the journal of a middle schooler. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. I used to have a password journal. Do you guys remember those? Me too. Yes. You do? Okay. Yeah. So my, my okay, my you brother. You can pry them open really easily. Yes, you totes can. Or they just if you pop have, right open. If you have a brother who is eleven months older than you and hasn't hit puberty yet, he used to use his voice to get into mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he would. I don't think he would know the password. He just like had a high voice and could get into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what makes sometimes I like think about that stuff. Like I think about my password journal and like the purpleness of it. <laughs> like uh-huh. the 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 like how big it was. It was it was thick. Yeah. Yeah. It was big and it was like cheap plastic. One drop on the concrete and that shit would fly open. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Not secure at all. If you walked into so say you had a friend in your bedroom and you walked in and they were reading your journal, what would you what would you do? I'd just start laughing. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, de- depends who it is, I guess. Yeah. Because probably, depending upon who it is, they probably already know everything in there. Oh, that's true. So, what did you do today, Brie? You know, I'll just putter around the house. That's such a Midwestern thing to do. So, yeah. I baked with my tiny human these thick chocolate chunk cookies. Okay, so they're Joanna Gaines's recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not kidding you. They were like the size of like almost the size of a tennis ball. And I was hoping that they would keep. <laughs> and I put like, like the amount and a half of chocolate chips and chocolate chunks in there. And I was hoping they were going to keep their shape into like that tennis ball size. Cause I've always been trying to make those cookies that stay thick, but like mm-hmm. half baked in the middle almost. No, they completely yeah. spread out. But they were so Aww. good. Anyway, they were good. I made those. I made sugar cookies with her. I made fudge. And then I made um, these apple cider cookies, and they're stuffed with a caramel. Ooh, that sounds really good. They're so freaking good. Those are, like, Anthony's favorite, so I'm going to send them home with him because I don't want to eat them. Like, I want to eat them, and that's the problem. I have one of those waiting for me, right? Yes. She's looking at me like, bitch, you better have cookies waiting for me. Yes, I didn't <laughs> give you a sugar cookie, though, because they're nothing that's special. Brie? What are we talking about today? Yeah, so today, like that uh, segue you caught us. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lazy ass fucking segue. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. So today, you have caught us on a long episode where we will be discussing the uh, Slenderman case from Waukesha, Wisconsin. You say Waukesha? Waukesha. Okay. Waukesha. Waukesha. Waukesha, isn't it? Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said walkie-shaw like a walkie-talkie. Walkie-shaw. <laughs> Y'all hear about that Slenderman it's, case up there in walkie-shaw? Or it's better than people saying walkie Yeah. Have you seen that that <laughs> Facebook thing where, like, people are trying to pronounce uh, Wisconsin towns? Yes, walkie They're like, walkie Yes, my no, favorite. it's walkie My favorite one is Oconomowoc. Yeah. They cannot. They can't get the O's and the C's. Right. I love Every it. other letter is an O. Yeah. I love it. I like saying Oconomowoc. All right. So everyone usually that I talk to knows the stories, but I'll tell you all the details. So you got Peyton Leitner, um, a sweet little baby angel. 
She loves animals. She befriended this girl, Morgan Geyser. It's kind of a loner, the weird kid who likes dark things, and she was bullied. But Peyton was a really kind little girl, and she saw this Morgan didn't have any friends, and so she became Morgan's best friend. And then in sixth grade, uh, there was this new girl in school uh, named uh, Anissa Wire, uh, and she was kind of an outcast like Morgan. Didn't get invited to a lot of birthday parties, that kind of thing. Um, But her and Morgan hit it off, and they actually started to become even better friends than her and Peyton, which hate it when that happens, you know, when you're younger and like the like groups of three, three gals, three little girls. It never it never usually ends out ends up well. On Friday night, um, May 30th, 2014, there was a sleepover planned at Morgan's house for her birthday. Uh, She had invited Peyton and Anissa to stay over. Uh, They planned to go roller skating, but that is not all they had planned. Uh, Little did poor Peyton know, but Anissa and Morgan had been planning her murder for weeks on the school bus and through text messages using code words. They would say cracker instead of knife. And for the actual, yeah, and for the actual killing itself, they'd say words like itch. Oh my god. Yeah. What a place to plan a murder. On the The school school bus. bus. On those green vinyl seats. Or brown. Yeah. If you're an older bus. Yeah. Right. I just, like, think back to being on the school bus and... I mean, you heard a lot of shit on a school bus. Oh, definitely. A lot of, like, a lot of bullying, a lot of, like, um, like, I don't want to say this, but, like, a lot of weird sexual shit in the back of the bus. Yeah, were these, were these back of the Back of the seat situations, or, like, what was happening here? Front of the bus. Because there's a big difference. I don't know. I guess when I pictured them scheming this, I, I pictured them... up in the front close to the bus driver because they were bullied and probably didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but that's just what I pictured. Yeah. If you were uh, speaking from someone who was bullied, you do not want to have to take that walk back to the middle or end of the bus if you don't have to. Right. Because you will be tripped and something will be like grabbed and taken off of you. Right. Or thrown at you or something. Yeah. Yes. So during the investigation, it was discovered that Morgan had searched how to get away with murder. What kind of and what kind of insane am I on the family computer? She had also checked out books from the middle school library about crime scene investigation, the prison system and mental health. These are 12 year olds, mind you. Holy shit. So in 12, when you're 12, you are a sixth, seventh grade. Sixth grade. They were in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. Holy shit, the fact that that's, I mean, it makes sense for that stuff to be in a middle school, but, like, in the wrong hands, holy fuck. Right. I've never thought about that. Yes. That's insane. Like, it's very interesting that she searched, what kind of insane am I? Like, it's a very strangely aware thing to search. Yeah, it's very Very, specific. Very. So Mm -hmm. the the original plan that they had to kill Peyton was that Morgan would uh, fall asleep. At their sleepover, Morgan would fall asleep with headphones on uh, that were connected to an iPad with an alarm that would go off, like, that only she could hear. And then she would wake up Anissa, and then they would do their plan, which was that, well, 
Peyton was um, sleeping uh, in her sleeping bag, like 2 a.m., they would put tape over her mouth and stab her in the neck and then leave the house and, like, run away. Um, But during the interrogation, Anissa said that that plan didn't work because they were too tired, probably from skating too much the night before at Skateland. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and then Morgan, uh, during her interview, said that that plan didn't work. And she said, quote, I wanted to give her at least one more morning. What? That is, that is dark. Yeah. That is dark. Like, you, I watched some of the, like, interrogation videos, and it's just Mm. chilling, like, how, like, unemotional she is when she's saying these, like, cold, like, depraved things as a child, a 12-year-old child. So, Morgan is the dark-haired one, right? Mm, they both the one with have, glasses they both have glasses okay i do you know what i'm talking about okay hold on i have to google it. <clears throat> morgan is taller there's i'm because i want to i want to be able to picture him because obviously you know what peyton looks like okay so morgan one of them has long hair one of them had short hair yes morgan had longer hair at the time okay yes yeah, she was like the ringleader of it wasn't she yes okay that's okay yep so so the plan had changed. They woke up at 5.30 a.m. Fucking kids, am I right? Dude, uh, yeah, that was me today. <laughs> fucking right. kids. My God. Wait, who wakes up at a sleepover? Honestly, who wakes up at 5.30? I don't know. Dude, I did. Okay, let me just say real quick. <laughs> I I used to go to a sleepover. I don't think she listens to this podcast. There's no fucking way she does. Um, her name was Emily. And I went over to her house for sleepovers like literally every single weekend and i would just lay there waiting for sun to come out to an acceptable time to leave their house because she would snore so bad oh no okay so they woke up at 5 30 a.m they they played with silly putty and they played dress up and while peyton was changing into a pink princess dress in the bathroom morgan and anisa talked about their new plan uh, in Anissa's interrogation, she revealed that Morgan suggested that they go down to the park and kill her in the bathroom um, at the park because there was a drain in the floor for the blood to drain down. So that I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. <clears throat> that God. she would have the forethought of that, I guess. Like to like make up a new plan on the fly like that. And I don't know. So after breakfast, the girls left for David's Park in Waukesha. Um, and normally Morgan was not allowed to go by herself, but since it was her birthday and she had two other girls with her, um, the girls were allowed to go by themselves. As they were leaving the house, Morgan opened up her jacket to show Anissa the knife that she had taken from the kitchen. So they got to the park bathroom and Morgan and Anissa start trying to carry out their plan. Um, but Anissa said that she couldn't do it. Anissa had read on one of the creepypastas that it is easier to kill a person if they're asleep or unconscious or if you don't look them in the eye. So she, she, Anissa tried to knock Peyton out by hitting a closed fist like on her forehead, which bounced her head off the concrete wall in the bathroom. Um, but it didn't knock her out. So I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. So they, they lost their nerve for the time being. Yeah. Um, but Anissa had been frequently cruel to Peyton throughout the school year. 
Um, it's believed it's like out of jealousy for how close Morgan and Peyton had been before Anissa became like the new girl and she really clicked with Morgan um, and she wanted to be best friends with Morgan too. So they were working on plan three on the fly then. Morgan <sighs> pointed out um, a wooded area in the park and she suggested that they go bird watching and play hide and seek <laughs> in the woods. Uh, and I'm sorry, it, what 12-year-old wants to go bird-watching? Let me tell you about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> she would. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, she, not all the women in my family are, like, obsessed with birds. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Ugh. So in another, like, cold moment in Morgan's interrogation, she said, People who trust you become very gullible. And it was kind of sad. Which oh my was God. just gross to hear. That is, like, pity on, oh, that poor gullible girl. She let it, she, like, had it coming. She was just so gullible and so weak. That's what it reminds me of. Like, that's what that seems like to me. Yeah, like a super villain or something. Yes! Like, she was weak. She had it coming. Right. Um, So they walked deeper into the wooded area of the park, and uh, it was decided that Peyton and Anissa would hide and Morgan would seek. Uh, And then according to uh, Anissa, uh, in her interrogation, she would come out and her and Morgan would be like lionesses hunting down a zebra. Those were her exact words. She said, I was going to tackle her and Morgan was going to do the stabbing. So Anissa had the knife since the failed bathroom plan. And she handed it to Morgan and said, you do it. Make sure she's down. And Morgan said, okay, uh, but you have to tell me when to go. And Anissa told her, go ballistic, go crazy. And Morgan stabbed Peyton 19 times. I remember that. Go ballistic, go crazy. I yes, remember that, that spe- specific that- quote. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Holy fuck. Yep. So while it was happening, Peyton was asking why and saying, I trusted you. And when Morgan decided uh, that she had stabbed Peyton enough, she and Anissa just stood there and stared at her for a few moments before telling her to lay down and stay still so that she would lose blood slower and so and told them told her that they were going to get help they had no intentions of getting help for her um at all and they actually expected her um that she would bleed out and die in the forest oh yeah so pretty horrific yeah. um Peyton must have sensed that she was the only person who could save herself because uh, after Morgan and Anissa left she uh, pulled herself up and supported herself by grabbing nearby trees and drug herself to the edge of the wooded um, area onto uh, like a closed dead end park of or part of like a bike trail type area. Mm-hmm. Um, a man named Greg Steinberg found her by pure chance. Um, he was out on a bike ride uh, on a chained off trail and she was laying in the grass next to the trail and she said to him, can you please help me? I've been stabbed multiple times. Um, he was shaking when he got his um, phone out and called 911. Um, oh and 
I mean, I heard the 911 call too, and he was like, You listened to it? Yeah, like he was probably, honestly, that was probably the best person who could have found her because that yeah. man was so, like, he understood the gravity of the situation, but he was like remaining calm so she didn't like freak out more. And like yeah. he was so like like strong and like calm for her and like it he it was a good person to find her. Yeah. Definitely. Um So this was a trail that n- normally wouldn't be accessed because it was chained off, you said? Um it was chained off. I don't know why if it was like cuz it it was May, like I don't know if like the bike trails like they had like maintenance to do or something and like they hadn't done that trail yet or like I'm just speculating but yeah. um that is this I mean, early it, may? It, had, it, it was late may so oh, okay. i mean I, you would think it'd be open but i mean who knows yeah. i don't was it flooded in parts i don't know yeah oh that's what i was thinking wisconsin like late spring flooding mud whatever yeah just, so did they it, have knowledge that this trail was not accessible or was this just like convenience for them i literally think the girls just went into the woods yeah they just went into the woods and this trail was nearby the area in the woods where peyton had been stabbed and that's where she she was trying to get to the closest i'm assuming place that had people and she saw this um you know clear a clearing Mm -hmm. area is what i'm assuming yeah just crazy yeah so she said that she was having trouble breathing um uh, the ambulance came and took her to the hospital, which luckily was less than four miles away. Her blood pressure was low and her heart rate was elevated, and she appeared to be in a great deal of pain, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was quite evident that she had been stabbed multiple times in the arm, leg, chest, and abdomen. Oh my god. Yes, they were afraid that she would die before going into surgery. So they asked her, like, who did this to you? And she said it was that Morgan, her best friend Morgan, did this. Mm-hmm. Um, so while all this is happening at the hospital, a police officer goes to notify Peyton's mom, Stacy, uh, and she rushed down to the hospital to try and see Peyton before she went into surgery. She walks into the trauma room, and Peyton was terrified, crying, having trouble breathing. And as, sh- as she went into surgery, her mom was thinking, there is... No way that her 12-year-old best friend, Morgan, could have done this to her. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing the state she was in, she's like, there's no way a 12-year-old, her best friend, like, you know. Um, yeah. The doctor who did her surgery said that if her, the wound to her chest had been the width of a human hair deeper, she would not have lived. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. The knife stopped at the wall of the artery outside of her heart. Uh, and if the knife had been longer, she would have suffered a major heart attack from all the bleeding and she would have died within a minute or two. Holy shit. Yes. So she was a very lucky girl. Yes. So the police were uh, on the lookout for Anissa and Morgan and they hadn't been able to find them. They went to Morgan Geyser's uh, house and talked to Morgan's mom, Angie, uh, they asked her, where's Morgan? And she told them uh, she's at the park with her friends. Uh, and the police ended up searching her house, even after she told them that they were at the park. I'm assuming to see if, you know, if she was hiding her. But she wasn't there. She asked what what happened. And all they could tell her was that there was an incident at the park. 
and that one of the girls was hurt. Um, and then the, they did the same thing at Anissa's house, searched for her there. Uh, Anissa's mom, uh, Christy Wire, uh, had Anissa's cell phone, and she looked through it for any type of clues she could find, and uh, she found an unsent text from three days earlier that was basically her goodbye message. It said, This is my final wish to those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm. Which is really heartbreaking. Wow. For a 12-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. And the police, they were searching. They were using helicopters and search dogs, uh, security, trying to patch together security footage to try and track down, like, the direction they were heading in to try and apprehend them. Uh, eventually they were located on I-90 sitting on the side of the road and they had walked for five hours. Wow. Yeah. I, they didn't really get that far in five hours. Yeah. yeah. So Peyton was still in surgery at the time that they were apprehended. Uh, so they didn't know yet if they were dealing with a homicide investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, Anissa seemed scared and she had a blood stain on her shirt that had soaked through to the shirt, um, underneath it. Yep, I remember More, seeing that in yeah. some of the, um, the like, just interviews and, like, there's so many specials on this thing, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I feel like I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan seemed totally calm and relaxed, despite being absolutely covered in bloodstains. While she waited for uh, an investigator to question her, she was recorded by video in the interrogation room. She was singing a little song, sitting silly in the chair standing up and doing a little dance to pass the time, just completely oblivious um, to the gravity of the situation. Uh, When the investigator came in the room, uh, she asked, do you know what happened to Bella? Is she dead? They called her, they called Peyton Bella because there was another girl in their class whose name was also Peyton. So to keep them straight, that was kind of her nickname. Um, But the investigator. That just like, it reminds me of Twilight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 2014, so I mean, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, but the investigator was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she's dead." And she said, "Oh, I was just wondering." <laughs> oh my just, god. Okay. Such a so nonchalant. Just like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. The girls were questioned separately, and they were. Read their Miranda rights. I did not know this, but in Wisconsin, it is legal for a minor to be interrogated without their parents present. Brandon Dassey making a murderer. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's why that was legal. And that's why all of his admissions were, like, able to be used in court. Mm -hmm. That's just a whole another can of worms. But, yes, that's the reason I know that is because of that. Yeah. The Stephen Avery case. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Morgan was asked, what were you trying to do when you stabbed her? And she said, I was trying to kill her. I might as well say it. We were trying to kill her. And she said, like, why? They asked, why did you pick Peyton? And she said, I didn't. Whoever Anissa was talking about did. She made it seem necessary. This is going to get me arrested, isn't it? So she was pretty aware of what was going on. Yeah. Even though she was acting so, like, calm and nonchalant about it, she mm-hmm. seemed to be pretty aware of what was going on. I mean, definitely, like, 
psychopathic tendencies there and not being able to emotionally attach to the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There was actually a um a part of an interview with with Morgan's mom, Angie, where she they asked, you know, when when she was younger, did you see any type of warning signs or anything like that? And they said, you know, looking back, when she was very little, we were afraid to show her the the movie Bambi because we were afraid about how, how she would react to Bambi's mother being shot and killed and Bambi being alone. I mean, I know as a kid, I definitely was like devastated by that scene. Yeah. But they showed her the movie expecting one reaction and she she didn't have any reaction at all to the mother being shot. She <sighs> just she just said run Bambi run and just th- and she was fine. So how she old? Did, there was definitely a disconnect. I don't know. I can't remember how old they said she was when she watched it. Maybe 4. I can't remember. Okay. But I mean there was definitely a disconnect that they didn't at the time they didn't notice. Yeah. So, meanwhile, in a different interrogation room, Anissa uh, was telling them about uh, this website with all the creepy pastas. She explained to them that one of them was called Slenderman and that they had to prove themselves worthy of Slenderman. They had planned to walk to the Nicolay Forest in northern Wisconsin to find the mansion that Slenderman lived in in the woods and live with him after they had proven themselves worthy uh, of him by killing someone and if they didn't kill someone then slender man would kill their families so they had been reading about this planning this for months um detective michelle Trasoni said that anisa uh didn't realize the enormity uh of the situation um anisa asked her i just wanted to know how far i walked uh because i'm not very uh athletic normally and i just want to know <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sorry. What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, this is a new PR. How far did I walk? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that is wild. I'm sorry. That is that is a bizarre. Yes, I thought so too. And she also she so she asked this. You know, how far did I walk? But she also asked, "Where is Bella's body now?" And Detective Trusoni told her that she's at the hospital. And Anissa said, oh, I thought it was still out there in the crime scene. And the detective asked her, did you think she died? And she just, she said, yeah. Hmm. So also seems kind of like a, maybe a little bit of a disconnect there too. Yep. Yeah. Detective searched the, the bedrooms and lockers of Morgan and Anissa to see if they could find any evidence of mental problems or any pre-planning that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Anissa had one picture of Slenderman in her locker, um, but Morgan had tons and tons of notebooks filled with pictures that she drew of Slenderman um, in her drawers and her closet. Uh, in her room, she had tons of dolls, like Barbies with their legs cut off and other mutilations. You know, everyone has a Barbie with their head popped off, but... I mean, I saw, like, they had pictures of it, and it, like, she literally, like, took a scissors or, like, a, like, a knife, like, a serrated knife or something, and, like, hacked a Barbie's, like, leg off. Oh, my God. And, One like, time? drew, drew on their, like, stomach and, like, stuff like that. I used to draw tattoos on my Barbies, 
which mm-hmm. is like normal, I feel like, but like, yeah. look at me, but like, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, people do that. Anyway, one time me and Emily, the girl I had the sleepovers with, <laughs> we <laughs> painted one of my Barbie's faces in glow in the dark nail polish. And I forgot about it one day and I went into my closet and I just saw this glowing Barbie face. Oh my God, that was scary. scary. <laughs> and like the nail, I didn't like... So Barbie's face is painted on it. It's obviously just paint. Whatever reason, the glow-in-the-dark nail polish I had, like, kind of moved the paint around on her face a little bit. So it's also a little melt. It looks like the Black Hole Sun music video when all of their faces oh are melting. You know what I'm talking about, right, Brie? Bri? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicole, do you know? No? Okay. Um, <laughs> Make me feel old. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's what it looked like. So her face was, like, melting, but also glow-in-the-dark. <laughs> it's creepy as hell. <laughs> Sounds trippy. Dude, it's wild. Sometimes I wish I still had it. It was weird. <laughs> Send it to Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. And now we take a drink because Kylie mentioned oh, Zach Baggins. Drink. Oh, yep. <sighs> yep. Sorry. One day he'll listen. I just spilled on myself. One day he'll listen. We need like a little bell that we ring every time. She says something. I googled if he was single, and so he was dating Holly Madison, who was on like that, um, that Playboy show that was the on Girls e. Next Door. Yes, the Girls Next Door. Mm-hmm. I love and apparently show. they may have broken up, but I'm not sure yet. I know she has kids. I don't know if he's single. Yeah, she she was married to a like a party promoter from Las Vegas or something. His name is like a it's something cool in Italian, like yeah, something. Something cool. I'm yeah. I forget sorry. what his name is. Though. We do not match. Get no, out of Zach here, looks. Zach, Zach and I's glasses match. Like sometimes. I mean, I have my Dahmers on, but look at Aaron and his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Ugh. Anyway, so Zach Baggins, if you're listening, hit a girl up. Not sorry. <laughs> Anywho, back to the story. <laughs> so when they were searching um, in Anissa's iPad, they found an email from from Morgan to Anissa that says to delete all the messages that you ha- that have to do with their plan to kill Peyton, so no one finds out. So clearly, that's forethought. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pre-planning. A different detective, uh, Shelly Fisher, was sent to the hospital to interview Peyton less than a week after her attack. They had to turn up the recording equipment really high to get Peyton's voice on there because she was so, like, timid and quiet. I feel bad. Hmm. Poor girl. She said that Morgan did all the stabbing. So... That makes sense. So she remembered all of us? Like, she remembered everything? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like it's either oh, yeah. either you are, like, laser-focused and you remember every single minute detail of everything that happened, or you black out and you remember nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she it's one or the other. She definitely remembers. Yeah. But I can't imagine, like, how do you ever make friends ever again? Like, how do you trust anybody ever again when that was your, your child in your formative years and your best friend? And how do you parent that kid? Right. A lot of so much therapy, group therapy, so much, so much. Yeah. So both girls, um, Anissa and Morgan, were tried for first degree attempted homicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both girls were evaluated by psychologists. 
Uh, and it was discovered that Morgan had uh, early onset schizophrenia, which is extremely hard to identify in a 12 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually did not come as a surprise to Morgan's parents because Morgan's father has schizophrenia. So she had Morgan had imaginary friends, which were Spock, Voldemort and Slenderman that spoke to her in her head. And she was afraid that if she took medicine, um, that her friends would go away and she'd have no one to talk to. Okay, wow. so you have some really nice villains lined up in yeah. her head. I mean, I don't know anything about Spock, but the Voldemort, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Spock maybe isn't, he's not a villain, is I, he? I don't know. I mean, I'm like a, I'm like a <laughs> nerd, but like not that type of nerd. I'm not that brand of nerd. I'm not, that's not my brand. <laughs> it's a little off brand for me. <laughs> Spock is a ruthless Vulcan turned man of peace in the mirror universe. So he found Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he found the Lord. <laughs> um, wow. Um, so, and An- Anissa was uh, diagnosed by a court psychologist with shared psychosis. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the perfect storm, sounds like. Yeah. Um, uh, Anissa was found not guilty by mental defect, and she was referred to a mental health institution for 25 years. Oh, by the way, both girls got tried as adults. Okay. Yep. Um, Morgan Geyser was uh, sentenced to uh, a maximum of 40 years in a state mental health uh, institution. And she, I mean, they can, they can petition to be released every six months from the, the mental institution. Interesting. Um, which they, they have tried and have not succeeded thus far they're i i believe they're at the um was it the winnebago mental health institute which is somewhere in wisconsin but i i don't know where but peyton uh for after she was released from the hospital she slept in her mom's bed for months don't blame her yeah not at all to this day she sleeps with broken scissors under her pillow makes her feel better um, she had an interview with David Muir from uh, the ABC show 2020 in um, October of 2019. Um, I actually just, I, I watched it today uh, on the ABC app on my smart TV. Pretty good interview. So Peyton is 18 now. She, I mean, she still lives in Wisconsin. She's doing well. There was this Slenderman movie that came out Ooh. about two years ago, and that, I haven't looked into it. It seems like a lot of Slenderman stuff came out. Like, I think there was an HBO documentary about it um, and, and a bunch of other we'll stuff. We'll, like, kind of get into it on the next episode um, when we do, like, the lore and stuff. But people definitely took advantage of this, which is yeah, really sad. for sure. The theaters, the Marcus Theaters in uh, Waukesha and Milwaukee County decided not to show it there. Uh, when it came out two years ago, they put a statement out saying, after careful consideration and out of respect for those who were impacted, we have decided to not play the upcoming Slenderman movie in Milwaukee and Waukesha counties. We will show the film at select other Marcus theaters. I think that's good. Yeah, I thought that was the right move. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with this amazing, heartwarming story. So... After people saw Peyton's story on the news, they wanted to help. They wanted to uh, write her words of encouragement. So her parents asked people to send her hearts in her favorite color of purple, 
so she could brighten up her hospital room. Mm. Uh, and I know it's cute. And an anonymous person sent in an actual purple heart, like a me- military medal. <gasps> oh, um, yes. I want to cry. With a note that said, "The only purple heart I could find. Be strong." And nobody ever came forward, you know, saying that to try and take credit for you it. You know, it was like just that. like a so. little. I'm gonna cry. You know, it was just like a little old man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm literally crying. That's so sweet. <laughs> I have. Like, I'm literally crying. <laughs> you know those good chills, like not yeah. chills, yes. those warm chills. That's what I have. Oh, you know, it was just like yes. this little old man who was like felt like he's like that girl's been through shit. Oh. Yeah, that's so cute. It's wow. very cute. I love it. That's a good way to end that story. That is just... Yeah. I'm still crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sensitive. Okay. That is just so scary that kids can think that way. And of course, no parent really thinks that their kid could ever do that or think that way. Or if they do have, like, Mm -hmm. dark thoughts, it's just a phase. And, I mean, sometimes it's not just a fucking phase. There was a psychologist on there who said on the 2020 interview, and he said, if you think that Morgan like planned this herself, you underestimate schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like more of a compulsion than she devised this plan. Like it was, it was definitely, you know, she was definitely not in her right mind. Yeah. Right. Have you ever listened to, so when I was in college and I took a, sh- a shit ton of psychology classes because I wanted to be a psychology, I wanted to have a psychology minor, um, we had to listen to tapes of what a schizophrenic person hears mm. and try and do like regular daily activities. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Mm. If there's some, there's some YouTube videos that are just like, bullshit on it but then there's certain ones that are published by actual researchers and you can listen to those of what a schizophrenic person actually hears mm-hmm. it is scary yeah yeah and the interesting thing about it too is that like it's slightly different for every person like it depends mm-hmm. on their experiences and yep. background and stuff and so like it can be harder to define yeah yeah it's just, sure. yeah, it's really scary, and that is just, like, so recent, too. Like, a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. true crime podcasts and, like, stuff that we go over isn't recent, and, uh, one, something so recent, and two, Brie, like, close to home. Yeah. It's just, it's scary. It's just really scary to think about. And, like, now having a kid, that's freaking terrifying, because not only, like, Everly's just far too sensitive for that shit, but, <laughs> but, like... You don't know what other people are, other people's kids are like, you know, in nature versus nurture Two, one, are they, you know, is there something missing when they're born or two, is it like, you know, what happened in the family or is it a mix of both? I mean, I do believe that some people are just born with a negative mindset like that. Well, and that's what part of what makes it so scary too, is because, you know, Peyton and Morgan had been friends for years. Like, they had sleepovers all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, Peyton's parents thought that they knew Morgan, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And Morgan's own pa- mom was like, you know, I've. N- it was completely out of... Seemed completely out of character for what I knew her as. Yeah. So... Very scary, very eye-opening, I feel like. Um, 
and a very, very good look into. And like, again, we'll touch on it next week when we talk about the Slenderman lore and like kind of psychology behind it, but why people think that way and why people do what they do and what exactly the draw is in creepypastas and like modern day boogeymen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So good story, Brie. Yeah, we and we'll continue our Slenderman uh, discussion next week, like Kylie said. Also, please continue to send your weird and strange stories to us because we want to read them on air. Yeah. Um, our email is perfectstranglerspodcast at gmail.com. And our website is perfectstranglers.com. And there's a button there where you can submit your story. Or you can also drop us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And please share us with your friends and family. Um, and like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever that wherever you listen to us. Yeah, that helps the podcast out so much when you um, rate and subscribe and like the podcast and like share share with your friends and family. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.